Good morning. This is Jennifer Parker, and I'm here for episode 17, which is called Coming Home for the Holidays. And I'm so excited because I'm joined by a longtime friend from South Berwick, Mary Hussey. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, you know what? I'm good. It's starting to get exciting at the store for the holidays. You know, momentum's picking up. So my question for you is, did you ever think you'd be sitting here doing a podcast? No, I actually didn't, but I'm, <laughs> I'm super excited to be here. I think it's for a great reason, too. Do you want to talk about kind of how we got here, or do you want me to share that? I mean, we could both share a little bit. I know, you know, I, I came in to give your information about this year's Home for the Holidays, and our dialogue just really took off from there, sharing past memories and all of the involvement that you've had with the community. I think that we have just really played off each other really well, and you've given us a lot of great ideas. You know, Mary, I was thinking about how I first met you, and then, you know, where did our paths cross? Because... Southbrook is such a small town. I think it's at like 7,300, give or take some, right. some people right now. But over the years, I always remember seeing you either at Aggie's Field. Yep. I think those are the earliest memories, seeing you and Paul there. Right, yep. Um, Paul's your husband. And Aggie's Field is kind of like this conglomeration of baseball fields, soccer fields. It's, it's where there was an old farm at one point, I think. There was an old farm there, yes. Yep. And Paul and I have spent a lot of years there, happily so. So my memory of Paul that stands out most in my mind, my son who's turning 30 next year, I remember leaning over the metal the fence watching a Little League game and Paul came up to me and he put his arms on the fence and he leaned over and he said, is that your son? And I said, yes. And he goes, he should play football. And, oh, I was no. like, and it was like probably an hour long oh. conversation from there about Aaron playing football, but there was no chance. Oh, he was never going to do that. Yeah. But, great. and then over the years, like I remember any time that, you know, kids day, you guys showed up with the porta potties. Like you always, you and Paul have always just shown up for South Burke and been there and contributed what was needed at the time. And I think those are the places that we intersected. And then lately it's been in the store. You've always supported the businesses that I've had. And I appreciate that. Like you've been one of those people that just always shows up. Well, you know, I, I think as a business owner in town myself, like it's so important to show up for your town, to be part of your community and as somebody that lives in town and I grew up in town it's important to be that person that gives back and shows our youth you know how to grow up and be part of your community and that's always been really important to me it's something that was instilled in me by my parents too and you know I think it's just a natural thing for me to want to be part of what's happening in town and I, I have so many great friends that own small businesses in town. And it's just nice to cheer everybody on because it's happened for me. You know, my businesses have blossomed because we're all a referral base. Yeah. You know, business, most of us self-employed people are. And your mom's still giving back. She sure is. She's yeah. right. She's a reporter for she the, yeah, I don't know what it. it's called, South Berwick News, is that? It's a, the South Berwick Online Reporters, I believe is what it's called. I should know the real answer to that. But it's just how amazing is that? Is that your mom? You know, and that's that's where you, you have that example that's set for you is that you just roll up your sleeves. And if you have a gift or a skill 
or something you can contrib- contribute or a hobby or a passion or anything. You just well, jump in. I think in. that's what really makes our community so special is that there's a lot of people, a lot of locals, a lot of people that have moved to town that are really willing to work together. You know, it takes a village, right? It takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to keep a village. The magic of South Brook has talked about a lot. It's talked about a lot in this story, but it's been talked about since I moved here in my early 20s. Um, and I think about that, you know, most towns have a handful of people that, you know, roll up their sleeves, do all the grunt work and, you know, anonymously are donating and making sure that things are taken care of in town. I, I feel like with our town, each new wave of new families that move in, there's more than a handful of people. So collectively, it seems like everyone shows up. We do show up. It's a great town to raise kids in. It's a great town to retire in. It's just a good community to be part of. We have a lot of really amazing people that live here and visit. And the businesses are the small businesses. I think we know who's running them. You know, we know the faces behind the businesses. And then also, you know, the school events and seeing the family show up and we have the Marshwood Education Foundation. We just have the Land Trust. We have all of these different groups. Um, soup for, I'm digressing. They just had it. So at Spring Hill Restaurant every year, they serve soup from local restaurants and organizations, and it raises money to put fuel in different people's homes right. to pay for that. And I think that's that's just one of many things. But this last week, you... Jess and Greg walked into the store and um, I was kind of excited to see you because like as a small business person, there's not a lot of windows for me to go to outside meetings. Usually by the end of the day, I'm right. I'm toast. So the fact that you guys came in the store and showed up, um, it put a smile on my face. Um, you came in to talk about Home for the Holidays this year because there's been some changes and updates. It's growing, evolving. Um and from that meeting, we decided that we're going to do three podcasts. Right. You're the first. You're the brave yep. soul I'm that decided to come one. on. Yeah. So I was thinking today we could talk a little bit about the history of South Berwick, um, your experiences growing up celebrating holidays here, what's important to you, why you joined this committee. And if that, I, you know, and I think a great place to start is because you had shared the story with me which I didn't know about lighting the tree in front of the town hall. Right. The, the controversial big tree in front of the town hall was actually donated by my dad a number of years ago. The tree was donated. The tree was donated as a live Christmas tree when Dick Brown was the town manager. Um, my dad passed away quite a few years ago now. but How was, long ago, Mary? Do you think like 20 years, 30 years? My dad when he donated the tree, oh, he, sheesh, it it's before. big. It, yeah, it's big. It was before my kids were born. So, uh, decades. Well, you know what? Honestly, it was probably 35 years ago, maybe. So, the big tree in front of the town, how big was it when your dad donated it? It was 35, 40 feet. Oh, so substantial. It was big. Yeah, we were really fortunate to be able to work with um, Salmon Falls Nursery. Mark Penegas was an integral player in that, making that happen because he really took care of the tree 
um, he transported it. He he put it in. He transplanted it in. Dick Brown facilitated all of that and worked closely with my dad for that. So where I live, um, my dad had a, a tree farm after mm-hmm. it had been my grandfather's horse farm. So he had some trees that grew up there and, and we had always had a tree right in the center of town, which really would not work now with the traffic that we have and, and all of that. So when, when the roads changed and the DOT didn't really want to have a great big Christmas tree so people couldn't see how they were pulling <laughs> That's out, probably you know, smart, right? Traffic hazard. Um, Dick Brown decided he still wanted to have that community feel in town. And so him and my dad were friends and um, my dad offered to donate one of the trees. I guess it was probably about 30 feet tall. Um, And so it just came from there. But Dick is, he was really, really into having this small town feel like that small town where people would gather, where there would be something during the holidays that people could come home for to see and and so that that tree was always really special to me and of course after my dad passed then it was you know a little sentiment there as well so now it's enormous it's giant and we're we're really lucky to be able to light it up again and we've had some great volunteers help with that in the past um but you really have been a a huge part of making that happen and continuing to make it happen because lighting a huge tree like that it's not an easy task it's not like someone goes out with a box of lights and strings them around the tree no that's true so yeah Derek Busher and Jeremy Drobish have helped the last couple of years with their lifts they've donated their lifts and their time and they've they've done that and um a couple of years in a row, I purchased lights last year. We had some donations of lights um, this year where we're adding more lights to it as well. And again, have people donating time. We are looking for a second lift to help Derek with that, um, to, to light it up for home for the holidays. So it's, we're, we're all really excited so because we, you know, like my daughter flew home from the Keys last year for the tree lighting and my mom did the countdown of the tree lighting. So it's just, it's exciting. It's, it just kind of kicks off the holidays for. So it has a huge personal meaning for you and for your family, but then also that extends that ripple goes out into the community. Like I think about Southbrook is such a small town. It it's a quintessential town in Maine. We're all fortunate to live here. A lot of times what happens is our kids, because it is a small town, they decide to, you know, go to school or move out of town and just explore the world. But what happens more than not, in some way or fashion, they come home. Right. And it's always with those memories of growing up here. You know, and it's not a perfect town. We're not painting Mayberry. There's still struggle. There's still strife. We deal with the same issues everyone else does, poverty, things that, you know, aren't always pretty. But I think in Southbrook and having worked in the school system, the town rallies. The town, if they're, we're not perfect, but we do look for solutions. And if we can't find solutions through our local government, then groups keep popping up. Like how many groups have popped up over the years for specific functions to fill holes? Right. I agree. And sometimes it's the churches. We have a lot of churches in Southbrook. 
And, but a lot of times it's just organic groups. Well, you know, and I think especially for our youth, like if you look at some of the volunteer sports organizations from baseball, which is obviously near and dear to Paul and I, but football, my grandson is playing football this year. And what an incredible group of guys and women, you know, involved in making that happen. But more importantly, what they're giving to those kids with the consistency and showing up and being kind. Yesterday's football game, the kids were like dancing on the field. The coaches <laughs> were smiling, laughing, interacting. But, you know, the kids are playing well. And, and we look at our high school team who has their second playoff game tonight. Marshall so. is just crazy stupid when it comes to state wins in football. When Anna was cheering in high school, I think we won three state titles. But you know, I think a lot of that comes from the community because we have all of these people, whether they have kids still involved or not, that are giving back. And and that's what it takes because those kids feel accepted. They feel part of something, part of something. They, they, they have want goals to do better. They want to show up. They want to be disciplined. And, you know, we have a lot of people to thank in this town for helping facilitate that. And I think that's why we've had such a great community over the years is because we're, we're raising great community. Well, members. even, even like, so you talk about baseball and yes, sports, but there are so many other activities oh, and, you know, music, arts, um, theater, um, and we could go on and on in Southbrook. It's not limited just it's to sports limited. like some nope. towns, nope. but it's just what I've but personally, you're right. And yeah. I think about being at Aggies field, which is iconic for all of us and whether, you know, baseball for my son I think about Joyce and Mike LaBelle, who just, they're just one, one coach, one couple who embraced baseball and showed up, showed up, you know, Joyce showed up like building floats, um, hosting like these fun nights for the kids. Like it just, and Mike just tirelessly like donating his time and energy, but one of many, you know, amazing people. There's so many people I want to shout out to, like, and, um, but their kids are really awesome too. And they built, they built the field of dreams on their property. So the kids could have another place to practice. Like I, it's just, it's larger than life efforts by this community to support our kids and not, and again, it's not ideal that some kids don't fall through the cracks. That's not what I'm saying, but with everyone joining forces, we're able to catch more kids than not. Do you know what I mean? And like, there's always work to be done. There's always kids who are missing or families. And it's just, but we keep, we keep showing up as a whole in our own ways. In our own ways. Right. And it's not limited. Um, So I think the whole idea of having a tree in the center of town, well, it's, technically not the center of town, but it's, you know, the town hall has become a huge focal point. We have our town hall on one side of the main street. And then across the street is that large elementary school. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, that's at the beginning of town. That's where it all kicks off. And I think, you know, looking at the internet and people's comments, there's a lot of love for that tree and the tree lighting and making sure that it's that it's happening. And this year, so how does that tie in for Home for Holidays this year? Will that be a major part of it? 
it will be a major part of it. And um, you had mentioned that, you know, there's some change this year, which each year I, I think that things evolve differently. Um, this year, the parade and home for the holidays event is all going to be on the same day on December 2nd. That's and, the big question of everyone that comes yeah. into the store. What do I think about that? Like, yeah. how do I feel about that? I think it's going to be really great. You know, um, Mark and Patty Leach have organized that parade for a lot of years. They've put a lot into that parade and they were ready to, you know, just watch the parade go by their house. <laughs> Right. But that's another couple. Like, I remember that year that Patty took over. Yeah, she put a lot into It's a lot. She was a small yep. um, business person. Yep. Um, her husband is works for one of the small businesses in town. And everybody knows. If they don't know Mark and Patty, then right. they know someone that does. Exactly, yeah. They, they're yeah. another um, couple that just continuously shows up in ways that's not always seen. Oh, 100%. Never seen. Yeah, they, or just by really a few. Amazing over the years. So we, we have the parade under our umbrella this year and we collectively just thought, well, you know, well, why don't we try to like blend the two events and have it be a day in the community um, so that the day will kick off um, with breakfast with Santa. I just saw, and they have the best advertisement yeah. I just saw this morning, so I shared that out. So that's at the community, community center. center. So yep. two seatings to have breakfast with Santa. Right. Yep. And then from there, what is the next event? There are um, fairs going on at Seacoast Christian Academy, at the Federated Church, I believe at the Baptist Church as well. Mm -hmm. So there's something happening in town all day long. Mm -hmm. um, and then what you'll see is... Um, There'll be events happening at Central School as well. So Taylor Schuff, local business owner, will be um, providing like sensory fun for kids on the Central School front lawn. Clubhouse Kids will be involved. Clubhouse Kids is another small business, Shelly, that Shelley like she Eastman keeps showing up for every so event, yeah, right? She amazing. keeps imagining what activities will look like and be bigger and better. She was a big, huge... Um, cornerstone of kids day and making right. that event like successful. She just, not only does she provide safe childcare for the community for how many years since like a lot of years, 20, yeah. I'm going to guess yeah. 20 years at least. Yeah. And she's I'm not, not sure, that old. No, she's not that old, but you know, she outdoes herself every single every year. Like day. Mary, I yeah. used to work in central school and she would do before school care in every day she was out doing herself with what those kids were doing for activities yeah. and just keeping them engaged and interested and excited yeah, about being memories. there right. yeah. instead of, you know, it's a lot when you have to go to daycare and school and your parents work, but yeah, like no, that, that whole crew that she has working for her, they're incredible. And they'll, they'll all be at central school December 2nd. So then the parade usually kicks off. The parade is going to kick off from Rollins. So we flip-flopped it. Flip-flop, yep. And we'll end it um, with the tree lighting at 5 o'clock. So the, the parade starts at 3. The lineup is at 2 at the American Legion. And then we'll come up through town. Um, there'll be vendors at Central School 
Many of the town businesses have things happening in there. I saw Jacqueline Bousquet is painting ornaments. Like, so yeah. all the little snippets, like, and that's an activity that's offered to everyone at no charge, right? Like the yes. different businesses yeah. have, so yeah, we have a free giveaway that we, affiliated with as yeah. well. And so yeah, Jackie, Ashley Kellogg and my sister Jay Gorham and I will be doing that. We're going to be um, doing ornaments with kids. So. Last year, I remember. And I don't know what they're doing this year, but Lee Franks gave away the little mini shakes. They're doing that. Again. They're doing that again. And like, it's just like, so the whole town gets overtaken with joy. Um, we're giving away, last year we gave away the blinking headlights, right. the Christmas lights. Yep. I was, um, I'm so competitive with myself, like kind of like Shelly, I want to be yeah. doing. Just so I think I, so I ordered something that I think is better the next step but god and you're gonna have a really great german market here with a lot of artisans we're doing the chris kindle market yeah. here um mimicking what happens like in vancouver boston right. new york on a smaller scale nice. you know it's funny um so i originally thought i would do four tents outside and just so extend the store but now i'm actually getting people asking if they can add on tents oh nice in the way that a small town works though like cynthia gagnon stopped in who she was one of the founding members of Strawberry Fest. Like right. we haven't even talked about yep. that and the impact that's had on the town and local crafters and artisans and artisans from all over New England. Um, but she stopped in and she goes, you know, traditionally a Christmas market and it's called Chris Kindle market. Like what happens is it's an area that's kind of roped off. That's um, that's, you know, able to be safer. So she came in and she's such a strategist and creative thinker that she goes, this Paul Street should become the Christmas market, like because there's not as much traffic. Right. And then the tents would, she's going to kill me probably for like, <laughs> <I think this laughs> she likes really to really remain well. anonymous, yeah. but like, and then that becomes like the shopping district or like the artisan district for home for holidays. But I think what happens and what this is a great example of, Mary, is that when we end up showing up at these different places in the community, at the ball fields, at, the, you know, the concerts, at the the theater for the shows, right. everything, picking our kids up from daycare, what happens in South Burke is people start talking, they connect, and these ideas just come superbiously yeah. and they just happen. And then you've got a whole group of people willing to jump on board and help out yeah it, and that will be great that's going to be amazing i can't wait to see that do you think that's i'm not thinking that's happening this oh, year I or I'll i mean we'll just and like what it's just i can see it already happening yeah you know and then in the large cities they have like the wooden booths that they build right. and i'm like so in my mind last night i was thinking about cynthia what she was saying to me and i said well, where are we going to store these wooden booths oh, <laughs> for the rest of the year? Like it's already right, happened. Yeah, like that's, that's the problem. Yeah. But anyway, so it will have the parade. The parade will end at the congregational at church. Yeah. Or central and, school. Well, it's going to go behind be central school. On Academy Street. So dismantling of floats can happen in the Great Works School if somebody requires a lot of space. But yeah. No, at that's the great. Church. They. We're going to do uh, cocoa and cookies that night and encourage people to come back. 
You know what? And this is off topic kind of, but even the Federated Church, have you ever had their turkey dinner? Yeah, it's great. They, like, it is not great. It is out of this world. And because of COVID, they offer like the drive-through pickup and it's this like fresh uh, oven roasted turkey and then everyone contributes to the sides. And I think it's like $12 now. And you get this amazing meal that lasts for maybe two or three. And like the cars line up like 40 minutes before it's even open. And then you have people like Betsy Hasty working the line and making sure everyone's happy. (laughs) And like just another prime example of of this town and, and what it takes, you know? We're really so, I feel like we're lucky, even like with all, you know, sometimes it's also just as difficult to live in a small town, like when things aren't going great. Oh, sure. But I, I feel like over the past years, with that said, it's also probably the best place to be. Absolutely. In those, those moments of feeling like you're the one being talked about. Yeah, you and I have probably had those moments. moments. Because you know somebody else is going to be the next one in line for that, right? Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I think, you know, it's it's a really great place to be, um, especially for the holidays. I'm so excited. We're sitting inside the store now in the dark because it's closed Mondays. <laughs> but it's like, um, I, I adore sitting here with you, especially because you're you know, there's a small group of families that have grown up here over the generations and have, as a family, witnessed that regardless of all the changes that take place, whether we end up with a traffic light or not in the center of town, you know, with all the traffic, all the things that are kind of like the splinter, the thorn in our sides, I I wanted to ask you, it seems to me now being here for 30 years that like, as much as it changes, it very much still stays the same. Absolutely. Yeah, there has been so much change through the years. But, you know, I think there's a, a big group that looks for solutions versus the problems. Because if you look for a problem, you're likely going to find a problem. But if you look for a solution, you will likely find a solution to all of the little bumps in the road that comes with growth. Yeah, we're always going to have traffic. Just yep. just the way the way the town was set up when we had traffic when the cows were being herded through right. the main That's street, right? right? <laughs> like if you look at those yeah. pe- those pictures, it's like a hundred cows stopping pedestrian traffic, bike traffic. Right. Yeah. It just it, it seems to be what it has always been, and now it yeah, just looks a little different. Everywhere, and I think you know people need to be patient and be productive and plan their days accordingly with that traffic, but also be supportive of change that needs to happen. Be part of the solution. Don't be the one that's just the squeaky wheel. Be part of the solution. And that's what you've done. And I've seen you do that over the decades. You just continuously step up and you're not afraid to get dirty. You're not afraid to work hard. You are always beautiful. Like you're always like the way you present, you take care of yourself, Mary, but like at the same time, you get dirty and you work hard. And oh, I've always admired that about yeah. you. I'm like, how does she do that? Well, <laughs> I hate to wait for things to get done. So I'd rather just roll my sleeves up and hop in and, and be again, part of the solution, whether it's in on my own little campus there or in town. I just, I like to be helpful. I do like to see things evolve. 
Um, I think that that's really important to move with the times. Um, but it's important to be part of that for me anyways. So for everybody. we for talked about Shelly Vetter, what she did for our families and our community in, in the, oh gosh, I'm so bad with years and numbers. She's been, she's been at it for quite some time yeah. because she was doing it when I had the little hat company, right. which was 2006. Yes. Long so time. she's yeah. been going at it and, but also Mary, how many children in this community did you say have gone through your business? A lot over 2000. Yeah. That in yeah. itself is like having three children, having been a working mom at times, like to know that your child is somewhere that's safe and taken care of. And, you know, I would drive by your, your center and I would see kids being put on the school bus. I would see kids playing outside, you, you know, and it was just always, it was always a feeling like, and not to be melodramatic, but it's, I was always drive. I would drive by, and I was always like, "Mary's got them." I just—that's oh, the thought that went through my head. To do everything that I love doing. I've got ADHD, so I need to do fifty things at once, um, and mostly outside. <laughs> so I've just played for thirty-three years. I've played, and I was lucky to play with kids. And that's, I mean, and, and that's so beautiful. That reminds, so a couple of things I want to talk about. Usually we go for about an hour, so we have some time left. But you were telling me the story of um, your dad doing carriage rides if there was enough oh, snow. Your yeah. grandfather. Yeah. So my house is um, where my grandfather's garden was. So my mom lives there now. My mom and dad lived there before he died. Um but that's where my grandparents live. I grew up on Ross Street and my grandfather had retired racehorses. So he, in the winter, he would have them out getting their exercise um, if there was enough slow snow with his sleigh. So we were lucky enough to be picked up from school in that sleigh. From central school? From central school while I was in like central, second grade maybe. Um you know, and he'd show up, he'd have a blanket and we'd get to climb in my twin <laughs> sister and I, and just ride around town before he brought us home. And, and a, a couple of times it was like in, um, a sulky as well, because he would race at Scarborough Downs too. Is the sulky just that little, that little cart that they yeah. race in? Yep. Yeah. So that was just always really cool, but I can especially remember, you know, the winters, the few winters when we were able to do that just because, we felt pretty special. And also it just felt like part of the holidays. Because and did they have a carriage ride last year for home for home for the holidays? I'm usually in the store and I don't leave. So did, I don't experience. Yep. They did. We, we don't have that this year. Um, but it's not to say it won't show up in future not to years. Say that it won't show up in the future years. Yeah. Yep. And how, and I know last year, a lot of families were talking about how special that was to experience yeah, that. That was really cool. And then also tying into the story of how your grandfather did that for you guys as kids. I mean, that's, that's part of what home for the holidays is, is like reaching back into the past and the different experience that we've loved. I mean, I, I used to live behind central school and that's where my children grew up. And like when there was snow days or huge storms, we would cross country ski down main street. Right. But there, but that's a wind tunnel. Have you like yeah. when yeah, it can be fierce, but yeah. I mean, how, 
how magical is that to that our town is small enough that you can literally ski down it like right yeah and things really closed down in a snowstorm too which is why we were able to you know be in that sleigh going through that's town. so cool so the other thing that's kind of an anchor for our little community during the winter season is uh, Powderhouse Hill. Yes, absolutely. Another great volunteer. Yes, it's just right? a group of parents and not even just parents, but a group of individuals that they groom the hill. Right. They run the rope tow. They, they take care of it. You know, they, they, the engine they on the like top a of the hill. Of days of working out there already. There's a small little snack shack yep. that has a wood stove in it yep. that they stock and not only stock, but they have to man the rope tow. They have to man the snack shack. They have to groom the hill. And then also, you know, what is it? It's Wednesday nights. And in the past, it's yep. been Wednesday, Friday, yep. and, and then the Saturday yep. day. Saturday and Sunday. Yep. And it's just, they don't make any money doing this. And in fact, they have to do a lot of fundraising for it right. just to pay f- for the upkeep and to keep it open and like so now gloves are so much better in their design but when my kids were little we used to wrap the duct tape around there yeah I grew up skiing on that hill too in fact I worked there in high school um up in the little shack on the top operating and I taught ski lessons there so someone said that's actually a motor from someone's truck and I can't remember who put that up there I know it has something to do with Cynthia Gagnon yeah, I think the the second one does. I know um, my uncle Malcolm was involved with getting that to the top of the hill. And it's a fierce hill. Yeah. It's one of the, so like, it's this cute little hill, right? It's one of the only um, remaining ski, rope toe ski hills right. in the country. Like it, there's a little bit of notoriety about it. And you look at it and on, next to it is the, the infamous sledding hill, right? right. Like, yep. oh my gosh, that. But anyways, those hills are so steep and you get going so fast that, you know, the kids that learn to ski, I learned to snowboard on that, but I wouldn't do the rope toe. I would just walk my board up because I'm like envisioned myself taking out 10 kids behind me when I couldn't make it on the rope toe. But if kids that grow up skiing on Powderhouse Hill, like they just go to the big mountains and they're fine. They're fine. Yeah. We started out... um, well, my, my grandkids now ski. So we started out with them at, at Cranmore. And last year was the first year that they got to ski at Powderhouse. How did that make you feel? Oh, it was so fun. It was so great because it was it was a nice year for skiing, too. So I, I know my grandson, Jace, is nine. And he couldn't get over that he did 20 runs down that hill <laughs> for like five bucks. You know, so it's just it's a great another great community spot. So talking about people stepping up in the community, you know, Bill Page, Bowie Bat Bill. Yep. So um, I'll never forget, he was part of the group running Powderhouse Hill. He did the logo for it. He's a marketing genius too. Like he has so many, I I usually call him MacGyver because he can fix anything. Like Uh he's an engineer mastermind, but he's also very creative in marketing. And he came up with the logo that everyone loves and adores for Powderhouse Hill now. But also he somehow with a group of people, and I can't remember who exactly, and I apologize if I'm not mentioning someone, they worked with Shawnee Peak. Do you remember this? Yeah. And they got the instructors from Shawnee Peak to come to the hill and bring like um, rentals. 
skis and snowboards. Yeah. And I'll never forget it was at night. They all came down as a group with their blue. I think they had like blue ski jackets on or something. Yeah. But it was this line of bright royal blue skiers coming down at night, Powderhouse Hill, to open up the free lessons that yeah. they provided. We, we were watching that from our our addition um, out the windows. So it's it's nice to be slope side in the winter. <laughs> you, are, so you have a chalet on yeah. Powderhouse Hill. Yeah. But like that is one of those events that I'll never forget in that my kids were the age that they were able to take advantage of that and be there. And it's just, those are the things just like home for the holidays. Like I know we're here to promote home for the holidays in Southbrook, Maine on December 2nd, kicking off with a pancake breakfast and ending with the tree lighting. Yeah. And what time is the tree lighting? The tree lighting is at five and there will be vendors still there at Central School after that, as well as the businesses, the local restaurants all have different stuff. Yeah, we're going. planning to stay at least till yeah. eight. And I think in years past where, you know, it was just in the evening on Fridays, there's always people that linger later. Right. And that's kind of where the sweet memories are made too. Yeah. Like, cause that's everything kind of quiets down and you, there's room to breathe again and you can have those conversations right. and you can reflect. Yeah. Um, but I feel like with all the events that have happened in the past, all of the community organizations, the the individuals that have stepped up to make these unique experiences in South Berwick, this is the energy that is being rolled into the home for the holidays. And I think making the decision, which was not an easy one, I'm sure, to change the date, to change the format this year, to have it all inclusive, to bring it together. You know, people are a little uncertain and they're, you know, they're reaching out to neighbors and friends and saying, what do you think about this? And I think what coming from a business perspective, and I don't know if you'll agree with this, but when you join or you collaborate or you partner and you connect businesses and events and experiences into one, it, it acts as a magnet, oh, a absolutely. draw. You know, I, when we first tossed around the idea, um, we weren't quite sure how it was going to go, but immediately, you know, with the churches being able to have their fairs and their wreath sales and all of that on the same day. So that's happening as well. Yeah. So, that's amazing. You know, it, it's helpful for them. And, and that's, from what I understand, the whole history behind this is to to bring more awareness to the businesses in town. And so even the businesses that are not right on main street are getting involved. Aubrey so always gets involved. Yeah, I love that part, girl. Being part of the parade. We've got um, some businesses that are putting vehicles in the parade. They're decorating those because we're really trying to revamp our parade a mm -hmm. little bit too and, and get that back you know, to where there's a lot more participation from the town, from the businesses. It's a there's little There's still time to join in, Mary. How, if someone wants to be a part of um, the parade, whether it's a walking group, I know the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, right. um, if you're a group, any any sort of group in the community and you want to be a part of the parade, the parade, or if you want to create a float, like Joyce LaBelle, the year that I opened the Little Hat Company, she took it upon herself to create a float while I was like stocking the store and trying to open for that day. Like she just created this amazing float with some kids from the baseball team right. and just did it. Yep. And I think she pulled it together in like two days. 
Well, so Joyce was part of the Foothill Farm team as well. I had her boys in, in daycare and we always had a float, the Foothill Farm float in the town parade. Um, and the parents and the kids would always, whatever the theme was, would always go above and beyond. And Joyce. Um, She's and, magic. Yep. Carolyn and Barry Festervan, those guys were always like really big into being helpful with that. And that's fun. Like we're, we're looking to bring that back, get the kids involved, get the business. Is there time for someone to join the parade as there we're is. sitting here? Yep. What yep. would they and do? They can go on to the home for the holidays, Facebook page. Um, and the forms are right on there to, to fill in. Um, Alita is the one that is like lining things up with the parade, but any of us, Jess, Greg, Alita. Let's talk about, so who's on, who's the, who are the faces behind Home for the Holidays this year? Greg Ouellette is our chair. Greg Ouellette, like, it's funny, he actually um, grew up, grew up where, in near where a home that I purchased years ago, and we made that connection. Um, I don't, he's coming on a podcast. Yeah. He's, he's going to be the final yeah. podcast for Home for the Holidays. So I won't say so much, but he's a local boy. He's local. He's amazing. He's very outgoing. He's well connected. Charismatic, charismatic artistic, charismatic, yep. smart. Yeah. He's just a great He's guy. a force. He's I'm going to say that Greg is, yep. a force. he is a force. So it's yourself, yep. Mary Hussey. Yeah. And then Greg Ouellette. Jessica Sear is also. And Jessica was involved for the past few years, right? Yeah, last year was um, both Greg and I, our first year was last year. Um, and, and Jess was already on the committee then. I'm not sure how many years, but I think she's been involved for a bit. So um, you formed a new team and well, you seem just, like a little bit of a powerhouse. Kind of like added to the team. Um, there's a lot of original members that are like, behind the scenes right now. Shelly is on the committee still too. Oh, that's awesome. Um, which is amazing because she's got a lot on her plate, you know, but she's a huge help behind the scenes. Got lots of great connections. Wanda at the Jewett House is on. The Jewett committee. House always comes through and offers a bit of a historical reflection to the, well, to the day this year, yep. but to the evening. I think we're having a UPS delivery. Yes. It's, it's you know what the tricky thing not having a studio is finding a place to do a podcast right. that's uninterrupted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the UPS was man great. delivering. Yeah. Um, so there there are a lot of faces behind Home for the Holidays, and you know I think talking about you know the history of Southbrook and how it comes together to create these amazing events, Strawberry Festival being one. Um, but I know that originally, um, the art side of it was born in a barn and I don't know all of the players. I do know that Hope Murphy was a big force within that. And there were these talented, um, motivated, gracious artists that kind of came together, Rachel and Jane, and I'm going to forget someone, Mary Lou, and just offered what they create right, yeah. during Barbara the holidays Hopkins Barbara great, Hopkins yeah. and like beautiful things in the spirit of you know the holidays and just I I know it started in a barn I don't think Hope's was a Hope's barn was the first location but eventually that ended up at the town at hall at the town hall yeah and it in was South multiple Broad. days then 
um, and Nora Irving was also Nora Irving. Amy Miller was part yeah. of it. And then even when I had the little hat company, I remember having a table in the town hall yeah. and being so nervous because it was, you know, right at the beginning of that business. But just being in the center of all of these women that are just huge, artistically talented, creative thinkers, like just caring. And it was just that in itself back then was such a magical feeling in that yeah. I feel like, you know, just those women banding together, you know, perhaps were the seed. Yes, I absolutely that agree. home for the holidays they, they sprung the from that really got it going and and i believe that their whole thought was to to bring more people into town you know and to really showcase those local artisans because we have so we have many talented so people many and, and you carry a lot of things in your mary i'm up to almost 200 local artists and Amazing. authors yeah and i don't have i can't have everybody right yeah um and it's just one of those things that like, for me, it's like, I'm a serial entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur, you know, we've kind of like traveled parallel lines together, right. like creating, reinventing. I've, yeah. I've always like taken a bit of solace in that. Like when things aren't going so great for me, I'll look over and you're still plugging and charging ahead and so it might be something another. new, a yeah. new project that you're doing. Yeah. And I'll say, okay. And it's that rolling up your sleeves, you know, just like you keep moving forward and you just keep doing it. And I think for the local artisans and authors, like Jeff Deck comes to mind. He's, you know, he's written these sweet um, G-rated holiday romance books about small towns in New England. And we carry them in the store. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that got me thinking about doing the, the Chris Kindle markets is that at the holidays, we have so many local artists that really, you know, create these magical things. But, yeah, and how can I spotlight them any even it's more? It's amazing to be able to do your holiday shopping local too, and support those local artists and have something unique and affordable, and that you can share with whoever. Like you know, for me, mailing it out to. And you've Amazon. always done that. And it's like even um, the Santa hats. Right. You know, that you've supported that artist. We used to carry those in the store here. Um, but you've supported those hats. And I see you continuing to share the images of your beautiful babies and your whole family in those hats. Yeah, and now my extended family, my cousins in Virginia all have those hats too. And <laughs> you, like the ripples you have made for, and she, I think we can share the artist's name because I know that she has a Facebook. Yeah. Nancy. Yeah, Nancy Crowley. Yeah. And she has a, fa you can find her on Facebook and these hats are amazing. They're beautiful and they're warm and mm -hmm. you can wear them all season long because I do. Because <laughs> you do wear them. I'm Here you show up in your Jeep. Wait, what was that? Your scary, <laughs> scary Mary? Mary at Halloween and then at Christmas I'm Merry Christmas. <laughs> is that is that what you're? I've well, never heard that. Does your, know, do your siblings call you that? Old school name, so I've got to have some fun with it. Hail Mary. Hail you can Mary. also be an Hail Mary. <laughs> sometimes it's a Hail Mary. <laughs> well, sometimes um, it has yeah. to be. Um, so what if we, we were caught, I was joking with you when you first got here, like trying to frame up how I was going to do, I've never done three podcasts on the same subject. So I was thinking about how I would frame them. And in laying in bed this morning, I was thinking about Ebenezer Scrooge 
in the three visits from the ghost, the ghost. Yeah, I of, think that's great. And I know that I'm the one of the past. But, <laughs> you're you know. the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but I think it's such a lovely story to tell. There's so many new families moving in. I was that new family moving in years ago. And, you know, also to honor the families that have been here all along and the, the way they've held space for these traditions. Well, I, you know, most importantly, wherever our town tree is, if there's a town tree, it brings people together. And that's really what the holidays is all about, is bringing it together. And it's that light that it, that's cast that is you know it's the seed your your dad planted yeah and it's magical for you your know, grandfather's tree a, farm yeah, so yeah. it you know the ripples from that one idea to say hey you know that's that one person in the community saying hey i want to do this for my town and yeah. do you think if he ever even imagined if he was still alive and just had an inkling of what joy that trees brought for the community and then we also get so many community um so many visits from all over the world in this town right. that never yeah. stops amazing me from i had someone from the philippines in here oh, wow, this that's year great. yeah um but it's like people end up in south berwick but what they're met with is this unspeakable magic that just is born from so many different individuals Loving yeah. this town. Loving this town. The the magic that the Flynn's have sprinkled along Main Street, you know, the beautiful stage house inn. Um they they brought that back. I mean, when I moved there. into this and looked across, there were like pigeons nesting in the windows. Yeah. No, I mean that the golf course is amazing. If you beautiful. think about the buildings that they have invested in and brought to life, they kind of are the perimeter of town, but also odd fellows. Like they really have created a foundation for us all to work within and to add to and to combine with. But the, the Flynn's have always been a part of South Berwick too. Is so it the same the, Flynn family is, with Flynn's Market? I thought is. that was a different family. They're all Related. They're all related. Um, they all go back together somehow. Somehow they all go back together. The Fogarty's, you know, all of the people that have really just kept things going. The Goodwins. The, the Goodwins, yeah. So um, Flynn's Market probably gets talked about more than anything else when people, because a lot of people will end up here in the store and talk about growing up at in the nuns in the convent, uh -huh. <laughs> learning to swim at Spring Hill Pond. Right. But, um, Sitting at Flynn's Market counter, you know, like it's just every it That'll always comes news. Flynn's news, it always comes yep. back to Flynn's news, and then the hardware, right out's hardware right store, yep. Pepperlands. Yeah, that was a great place with Lindsay. I yep. do miss that so much, yep. and wish Lindsay was still here with us. Like, yeah, but he he would be the first one to roll up his sleeves and be serving eggnog, spiked eggnog yeah. <laughs> for home for the holidays. Yeah. yeah and, and grain will be doing um, some specials through that night as well. So we're, we're really lucky to have so many people involved with December 2nd. So I think that, so the next podcast will be with Jess Sear, Saint Sear or Sear? Sear. Jess Sear. And uh, she will be the ghost of Christmas present. Uh -huh. So I am looking forward to a conversation of like, by then it will be next week. So we'll have a, 
a we'll better have a idea. Great lineup of everything by then. Yeah. So we'll share that, yeah. and then the final podcast will be with Gregory Ouellette, uh-huh. the the ghost of Christmas future. And like I see, I see Greg just with big ideas and energy and, and steering the ship vision. of where yeah. we could go in the future and yeah. how it might evolve yeah. and what will take place. I think you'll see a, you know, a lot of new people getting involved too, because it's a fun committee to work with. Do you know what I love? I love that when, when people gather to create events and do things, the momentum, sometimes it starts off really small. It's like a big, a little snowball, right? And then it just builds and builds and builds. And then people start hearing about it and then want to get involved like Poplar Poplar Brooks Farm. Am I saying that yeah, right? right? Like they reached out to me and they're so excited about it. They're a new farm in South Berwick. They're a young family trying to grow their farm, grow their business. And they're like, hey, we want to be a part of this. And that, that to me is the, you know, just the, not the hope, because it's more than hope, the glimpse of what's to come. Absolutely. There's always someone there's willing to so step in. people before us that have put so much work into. I think about Mark Leach. Yeah. Like everything he's done with like touch a truck, strawberry yeah. fest. Like how many times did you see him behind strawberry festival, like flipping burgers? Yeah. All of the and, leeches. That's another family that's been in town for a long, long time as well. Um, John Leach is doing a lot with the fire department for this event this year too. And it's, they're just great people with good values, good family values. And just, just showing, I think the theme of home for the holidays is really just showing up whether you're a business, um, a community organization, whether you're family, whether you're a visitor from other towns, it's really about just showing up and being present for the, now for the well, entire day. You know, where a lot of people that are new to the community or surrounding communities that don't really know what's going on, it's a great place to feel accepted and be part of the community too. Like get to know your community on this day and meet people because it's a great way to just learn. I do love that too. Like when, what will happen in here is that quite often because life is so busy, people get entrenched in their own bubbles. Like they wake up, they get their kids ready for school. They go to work, grocery shop, pay bills, come home, run kids to activities, come back, bath, bed, right? right? That's a lot. That's a lot. And I think what's happened in in this store, and I'm sure at Nature's Way, I'm sure at Southborough House of Pizza, I'm sure at Oddfellows, Engrain, um, the chiropractor's office, all of the businesses downtown, is that neighbors meeting neighbors. You yeah. know, they live on the same street and they don't necessarily get to know one another. Right. But then at these community events or like when they frequent the local businesses, they run into someone. And I've introduced neighbors before in here. Right. And it's such like, it's such a great feeling. You know, it's a person living next to me or five houses down. And like, if I do need something or if they need right, something. Yeah, people need that sense of belonging, I think. And it it's just a good showcase of you belong. So we're almost at an hour. How has it been? It's been great. Is this your it's first been, podcast? My first podcast could walk through memory lane. 
So we already have one or a series of others in the works for next year. We won't really right. talk about what yeah. that's going to be, but I'm excited yeah, to rejoin too. you yeah. in 2024. Right. I, my goal with that, Mary, is for us to combine and make some big ripples. Yeah, that sounds good to me too. Um, so you did amazing. Thank you. Your first Thanks podcast. For having me. I'm so excited. So maybe to end this as the ghost of Christmas past, maybe just share some of your most loved memories of the holidays in South Borick, if you can, or what what really what really has motivated you. Once again, you're still working full time. You know, you've moved on to a new career while you have a side gig, and I'm sure other side gigs. You've been motivated once again, once again, to pick up the reins and join a nonprofit group to provide community. Well, it was my hopes that when I finally had more time, which that's kind of a funny joke, um, you know, because I retired from my child care center. Um, but Christmas and the holidays were always big for me with the kids. I put a lot into it. We always ended with a really big Christmas party for all of the kids and the families and all of that. And so that's missing. So selfishly, like I want to have that Christmas spirit and there's the best way for me to feel that is by giving back. And it was always through the kids with the kids. And now it's through the community, which there's no better place to be than in this community. It does feel good. Like, so giving back, but I would also say it very much feels like you're paying it forward. A hundred percent. And hopefully I'm teaching other people how to do that too, because that's always kind of been my mission as an educator is to teach people how to pay it forward because it comes back tenfold with the relationships that you build. You definitely have a way, a unique effortless way of creating space for good things to happen. And that's what I've admired all over the years of knowing you and traveling parallel sometimes we intersect at the funniest places sometimes yep and i love that i always look forward to seeing you and being surprised when we show up yep on the pond in our wetsuits wow i forgot about that yep no i didn't do that Uh, i thought you did that (laughs) no that wasn't me (laughs) were we running something we were, I was a volunteer there okay. and it was like at right. five in the morning. Yes. Okay. I did see you there, yeah. but I was, like, I was in my wetsuit. You were in your wetsuit. <laughs> I did volunteer uh-huh. in the early years of it. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, you know, when I was younger, I did a lot of, um, and this isn't from shame or guilt, maybe it is a little, but when I was <laughs> younger, I did a lot of the community outreach and events and created new things. And I think, you know, in the podcast you had talked about, sometimes the town does talk about you and not the most wonderful light. (laughs) And I've had some times where that's happened to me. And I, you know, I withdrew from being part of the community in as big a way as I had in the past. But this year, I don't know what's happened, Mary, but I felt like I have that spark again where I just want to jump in and do, do things that can impact the community in bigger ways. Well, um, you know, I think it, if you're the talk of the town, you're taking the heat off of somebody else. But also, it's part of evolution. And for those of us that have grown up in this town and, and watched that happen or, or been the one that that's happened to, it passes. You grow from it. Does it. Pass. And so the other people. And, and honestly, like a lot of times, a lot of that comes from people just not understanding growth. 
because things have to change. Sometimes I would just want to be like, I messed up or like, I didn't, you know, or sometimes it would be like, I'm doing the best I can. Like, right. Like, but that doesn't always look great on the outside. It's not (laughs) not always pretty. So home for the holidays on December 2nd, it's Saturday kicks off with breakfast with Santa, which Oh my gosh, that's an amazing event. The businesses open. I'm going to be opening at ten this yeah, for that. They they will trickle open. Um, but you guys put out a great schedule of events. Be a schedule of events going out. You'll see it on the Sobo Central Facebook page. That's well. another group, Sobo yeah. Central. We didn't even tap into that. Yeah. What they've done for the community yeah. is amazing. Um, so. The businesses, the nonprofits, the churches are stepping up big. The Seacoast School is stepping up big. Um, Those fairs all start pretty early. I think they start by 9 o'clock. Yep. And then the parade, you said, lineup starts at 2. Yep. And the parade kicks off at 3. At 3 o'clock. There'll be carolers about town as well. They'll be starting at 4 o'clock. Huge shout out to Patty for that and keeping that tradition Mm -hmm. alive. Yep. Cynthia Gagnon jumping in and helping Patty. I I just will never forget these quiet moments at people's houses or like just yeah. There's a there's a lot of meetings that be, go on behind the scenes yeah, yeah. that never get seen. Yeah. Um, so then the parade kicks off at three. It starts in Rollinsford this year. So that's a big change. So they're gathering at is it the Legion? The American Legion. Yep. They're gathering at the Legion, and then the parade ro- route will come up from there past Fogarty's. Past Fogarty's. Yep. The other, like we have two main streets or, you know, we have businesses. We're kind of like an L, right? And and I I was a business on that street when I first started out. It's it's tricky, but somehow Fogarty's over the years has killed it. Yeah. And have anchored. And really grown too, yeah. And allowed other great businesses to come in. Happy Valley now just opened. Yep, that's a Um, great place to visit fun fun things happening in this little town too yeah they were born here Mm -hmm. both of them um ended up getting married and coming back to town and opening a business like isn't that what it's all about that's what it's all about and then so um but special to you and your family is the parade well there's an annoying fly in here and i'm so sorry (laughs) this fly is like survive frost but so then your family will be witnessing another year where the tree that your grandfather, I don't know if he planted it, but he provided it. Yeah, my, my dad planted it and my dad was the one that provided it, but it's was they from your grandfather's from tree my grandfather's farm. farm, yeah. Yep. And then all of the work done by Jeremy Robush and others to yep, get it lit. Sure, yep. So that um, will there be singing at the tree lighting? I've never been able to go because I've always been here. What can you just end this podcast and tell us what it is? What the we're, experience we're hoping is for some carolers um, during that time as well. Yes. What if you don't get the carolers? What if you just well, hand wait, out so last songs? Year, last year there was a, a DJ. We had a DJ, and my mom did the countdown to the tree lighting. Um, yeah, talk about last year. What happened? Like if we weren't there, like I've never experienced so it. So last year, um, Sobo Arts was set up at Central School. There were lots of artisans. There was a lot going on on Central School town uh, lawn, not on the town hall lawn, but the, the tree is on the town hall lawn. Mm-hmm. And um, we had the countdown, which my mom did. And um, 
Zelda County. Shout out. Zelda. Zelda. <laughs> um, and, and the tree lit up and it was really magical and everybody just stopped and watched it get lit up. And it, it you know, it, it sounds like, well, big deal. The lights just got switched on, mm-hmm. but you have to be there to experience the magic. Um, to be part of such a big group all just making it happen like the kids the adults everybody just stopped and watched the tree get lit to kick off the season of giving you know that one spot in town if you think about it right over the years like there was a group I was involved with that's still going Erin Darling put together girls on the run from central school and we kicked off our um training run from the town hall the town hall uh, lawn and then we finished there it was a big loop but just I remember standing on that lawn and these young girls that for some of them it was their first 5k that they had done and they were successful in running that and how empowering that is and feeling them celebrate that on that town lawn town hall on is that was magical but then i think about over time the tree lightings you know people gathering to vote um just the countless groups that have gathered on that front lawn of that town hall and that it's really represented the heart of the community where we come together and in doing so where it is you know placed in the center of town you know it's it's like it is the heart of the community And to have the tree lighting where, you know, you know, it's that silence and people reflect for that moment before the lights get turned on and then the pause. Yeah, it's it's magical. Really, We all need to pause sometimes and, you know, just realize what we have and being a part of this small town, you know, the seacoast community living in New England. um, There's a lot of beauty that surrounds us and we're sheltered from a lot. Um, not to say we don't have our hardships, as we said before, we certainly do. Um, a lot of people struggling, but I am amazed every day about how so many people show up without well, any you recognition. Know what's nice about the pause is that we all live such a fast pace. And you kind of mentioned that with, you know, just getting through the day, mm-hmm. survival mode being able to show up at this event and be part of the parade and be part of the tree lighting and all of that, but just having to get your free shake at Lee Frank's, what could be better? (laughs) Those those shakes have become the talk of the town. Everybody loves them. Brooke Frank. Let's just, okay. And this is where the podcast, we're not on a script. Brooke Frank. How many times has she showed up? She was my daughter's cheerleading coach. She's still coaching cheer. Yeah. She she has young girls and she has a business and her husband has another business. And it's like sitting here as a mom and knowing what her showing up did and provided for the experience that Anna got. Lori McPherson, another, another strong woman that maybe a lot of people don't know about that is just continue to show up every single moment for you know either children or adults in our community um yeah all people giving the food pantry i mean it's to me it's not in south berwick it's very rare that one person's just doing one thing absolutely yep there's a lot of people doing multiple things to support 
our town, to support our families, to support our children, our educational system. They created the mo- the monster run at Central School, the one fundraiser right. that raises yeah. more money and is easier for the parents instead right. of having to keep doing all of these yeah. fundraisers. Like, I think that's the brilliance that happens every day in South Berwick. And I feel like Home for the Holidays is the pinnacle and the way to celebrate and to end the year and say, look what we've done this year. Yeah, I agree with you. Just from everyone showing up and like, let's celebrate. Let's light the night. You know, let's, I I love that it's during the day also because our traffic's a little wonky. Right. Feels yeah. a little bit safer. That was my first thought. It does feel a little bit safer. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're able to include more, more businesses and more people mm-hmm. by having it during the day as well. Like the craft fairs at the churches and, and the wreath sale. And all I love that. the wreath sale. So the... I, I feel like it's more inclusive and even the businesses that are not right in the center of town are finding ways to get involved, whether it's through Yeah, back. Let's end with this Aubrey. Look what Aubrey has done with her coffee shop on 236 Amazing, on top yeah. of the hill. Yep. So I remember one of the Home for the Holidays, she asked if she could set up a table in here and sell her cupcakes and cookies and her well, she probably still edible dough. Too, because she's been well, a young entrepreneur for she quite was, a while. Mary, she had to have been just graduated. And I did this little card folding table and she had all of her baked goods. And she's like, you know, people, sometimes people find out about businesses when they're already successful. And it's kind of like when rock stars become successful overnight. No, they don't. Bands do 10 years of practicing in garages or like, you know, performing in small clubs or like, it's never overnight. Well, we hosted a business information night at Aubrey's um, so that we could share the information about this event and like put out there different ways to get involved, not just sponsorship, but different ways to actually be involved and yep. get back to the community. And Aubrey was amazing about opening that up to us yes. well i think she's grown up she's grown up in this town but she's grown she up in this baking. town she's, and she bakes into the wee hours of the morning she, she pours her heart and soul into that business but it shows it like, shows it's a beautiful business and i always love i stalk her on social media <laughs> yeah. i'm just so I, I don't know i love business and you love business and yeah. any type of business and people doing you know, out of the box things to stay alive, not right. even be profitable, but just stay in business in yeah. the beginning. And I love, love the posts that she does with her mom. I, yeah. So <laughs> I grew up with her mom. Her mom is one of my, is oldest, it Trudy? Yeah. Trudy, dearest friends. And um, so the, I just, I am really proud of Aubrey. the way that Trudy supports her daughter yeah. in that business. And I'm sure the whole family, cause you've seen, whole, I just, yeah, you can just feel it through, you know, when you're there, like even Mickey, that is one of her friends that helps at um, the bakery. She used to babysit the girls, oh, Anna and Libby. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's what you get in a small town, that interconnected web yeah. that you might, not find so readily in a large I've never lived in a large city so I don't know you might find that in like the different burbs or yeah I think that we all need to rally behind those young entrepreneurs because they're going to be the corner points eventually right and we want to keep them in business and 
So my thriving. I have a friend that lives in Summersworth, and she has said many times that Aubrey's has the best coffee ever. They do have really good coffee. So yeah. if you want a good coffee, a delicious coffee, she also has a great place to hang out. Like I've, a lot of writers go there, business people. Yeah. Um, and how brilliant was she to bring in? Okay, so last thing we'll talk about. <laughs> but how brilliant was she to bring in a salad bar? But how smart was she to consult with people like Ben Hasty? Right? right. Like that's another yep. South Berwick born phenom. Yep. To, you know, what do I need to do to make this work and for it to be the best that it can be? And like she put out the story of the salad bar. And I think I saw her with like 300 likes on the post. Yeah, and it's it's just really fun to watch her thrive. and The grow. next generation. Yeah, the next generation. And she works hard. She's got a great work ethic. She's got a good support network. And she's got a lot of cheer. She's making her dreams happen. Yeah, she is. I love it. Yeah, me too. Mary, you've been amazing. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to say? I think so. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited and thank you for walking in this, taking the time with Greg and Jess to come visit me last week and just make me feel a part of Home for the Holidays and giving me the space to help where I can. I mean, that's that's what you guys do best is letting people do what they be- do best. Yeah, that's, that's what they add to the event. Yes, that's the mission. All right. So we will hopefully see a lot of you. I know there's people that listen to this podcast from all over the world, believe it or not. (laughs) But if you have a chance to make your way to South Berwick in early December, um, do you want to share the details one last time? December 2nd, which is a Saturday, and it's an all-day community event, and it will end with our parade. So the street, Main Street will be shut down from three to four um, with the tree lighting happening at five o'clock. I'm excited. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, be a great time. Reach out if you have any questions. Um, anybody on the board is definitely happy to help out. And the best way they can get in touch with you and the others working on this event is through the Facebook page. And that's, yeah, I mean, you can find me on Facebook or if you have my Mary Hussey, feel free to text me or do whatever I'm around. Feel See free me. to text Mary if you have her text number. number. You can email me too um, <laughs> yeah. at the end, you know, with the podcast, and um, I'll put you in touch with the right individuals. Yeah. Um, but, oh gosh, <laughs> I don't have the studio quite figured out. But anyways, this has been awesome, Mary, and I look forward to working with you again, yeah, and absolutely. we'll see you on December 2nd. Okay. Thank you.